three men who also happen to be best friends as well as a bunch of complete movie nerds are on a mission to save the world with a podcast that really honestly doesn't help with or solve any of the world's problems whatsoever. Sorry. Please grab your bowl of popcorn and your sugar-free beverage. Get to your seats. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Screens and Sizes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of All Screens and Sizes. This will be our first review podcast of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, but before we get to that, let's say hello to our to our fellas here, Jordy and Nick, and we're going to talk about what we've been watching here recently because we thought it'd be a good idea, whether it was something old that hit the streaming services or maybe something new that's out there that might get your interest as well, and maybe you can watch along with us. So, Nick and Jordy, do y'all want to go ahead and start off on you guys? Sure. I'll uh, I'll jump right in here, guys. Uh, first of all, it's great to be back, episode two, and uh, excited to to dive in here, but uh, first of all, I, the first thing I've been watching recently is I've been going back and re-watching The Mandalorian in preparation for season three that's coming out this week. And, oh, you know, boy. when we watch Star Wars, we always kind of nitpicking and, uh, you know, we look for every detail, every little Easter egg and um, as long as the storyline that they're giving us. But as I'm re-watching it, it's been nice to just kind of be a much more relaxed viewer in my rewatching and just enjoying what they've been giving us. And it's got me really excited for season three and having Grogu and Mando back together. Um, and I think we're probably going to head back to Mandalore or head to Mandalore at some point for season three, which is uh, should be fun. Uh, Mandalore! Yeah, yeah. And then to keep it in this, along the same arc of uh, Pedro Pascal taking care of a child... I've also been in, thoroughly enjoying um, The Last of Us, which is just an incredible show. I, I can't remember a show that's gotten me so excited uh, week to week, at least for a long time. So I'm, I've really been enjoying that. We could probably fill up a whole couple of episodes of the podcast talking about Last of Us. And I think how much at least me and Nick love that. Nick's actually the only one who hasn't played the game, I think, out of us, if I'm not mistaken. I've played, I haven't played fully, but hold on, wait a minute, I like it, I just have, I don't have issues with the show, I just, for me, emotionally, I don't get attached. Because you're a cold-blooded bastard, that's why. No, I feel the emotion for them, I don't feel the emotion for me. All right. well, so, I'm, week to week, I'm getting wrecked, yeah. week to week, oh, it's and great. I'm just enjoying it. But, yeah, like I, you said, Jordy, I haven't played the game, so maybe I have a, I mean, I'm, much more surprised. Maybe I'm not having the same attachment as you might because you guys have played the games, but I'm just loving it. I mean, yeah, the fact that I have played the game and I know most of the stuff that's happening and it's still wrecking me, that that's kind of a big compliment too. Um, well, yeah, I'm not on that level. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, besides my yeah intense love-hate relationship with Last of Us, because I have to go to counseling the day after I watch the episode every single week, time and time again. Um, HBO Max only recently was added to my library of streaming services, and one of the main reasons that I ended up getting HBO Max was because my sister was crazy about wanting to watch a little show called The White Lotus. 
which I hadn't seen yet. Um, so I've been blasting through to season one, and I guess it's another nice little segue from Last of Us because, man, there are some amazing performances of, of, of similar cast members, of course. But I am excited for, to start season two. I, I just, just finished uh, season one. But, you know, I don't want to get into any spoilers or anything, but uh, let's just say Murray Bartlett from uh, – from Last of Us might not be making as big of an appearance in season two, which kind of was the only reason that, that that kept me going through that show. But uh, no, that's what I've been up to. I've enjoyed it a lot. And man, I'm, I'm, I think we're going to get into later in the podcast talking about some stuff that we're excited about that's coming up. But Kali, there is a lot of stuff coming up for sure. A lot. For me recently, I've been watching, well, the wifey and I, Kelsey, for the viewers who may not know or listeners, uh, we just finished part one of season four you so we finished that this yesterday i think nice. we've also been watching last of us uh and then hbo max getting a lot of hype here uh two weekends ago and i know i already told you guys i have the movie i have a lot of movies but for some reason when it hits a streaming service it's just easier to click the button so you watch it and birdman <laughs> michael keaton hit hbo max two weekends ago and i watched it three times over the weekend <laughs> Three times. I love that movie. Michael Keaton, you are robbed. I don't care what anyone says. You should have won the Oscar for that. What an movie. ending. What an um, ending, too. Gosh, so good. And the intro of the movie's good. I don't even want to wish I'm going to say it. How did we end up here? It smells like balls. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, did you, Phil, did you um, like go three times back to back to back? Like as soon as it ended, just started no, over no, no, again? I, or did you like no, did you get so a snack I, between at least or what? Yeah, so it's in the process of moving and packing stuff, which is the worst because I'm packing. I'm supposed to be getting stuff done, and then the scene comes up, and every scene, I mean, they're incredible. The act, like Edward Norton is phenomenal as well. So every time they go into a scene, I just stop what I'm doing and watch. I wasn't getting a lot done, so I can't watch it this weekend or I won't get anything else done. Um, So that's pretty much it. But if you guys are ready, we can go into Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Absolutely, absolutely. Alright, so this is what the pod is all about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a quick little uh little little details on the movie. So Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Media kicks off phase five of the Marvel Universe, the MCU. Runtime of two hours and five minutes. So if you complain about those three hour films, they dropped this one down to two. Uh it made hundred and twenty million in the opening weekend, which is a record for the Ant Man franchise. Yeah. And the last I checked, which was recently it was at $363 million in the first two weeks, which is pretty good considering it was a $200 million budget. Rotten Tomatoes now, critics and audience scores, they, sometimes they get along, sometimes they don't. Critics have Rotten Tomatoes at 48%. Mm. Not good. And audience has that at 83 uh, And so the audience is enjoying it, unlike the critics. And then to go back to Ant-Man 1 and 2, some just some comparisons here. Ant-Man 1 made $520 million at the box office. It had a critic score of 83% and 85 for the audience. Ant-Man 2 made $622 million. If we remember, that was that little stopgap in between Infinity War and Endgame. It had an 87 critic score and 80% for the audience. Um, so that's just the numbers on it. And then, if you don't know, Peyton Reed is the director of all three films. He co-wrote Ant-Man 1 and 2 with Paul Rudd and a couple other people. Peyton Reed is also directed, we already mentioned it once, Mandalorian. He did two episodes of The Mandalorian. 
Uh, and then these are I'm fans of these movies, but he also directed Yes Man and The Breakup. And then the screenplay for the film was done by Jeff Loveness, and he's a big name to keep an eye on because this was like his first big debut screenplay for MCU. Uh, he's also done some Rick and Morty, which if you watch this movie, you could understand that. Uh, he's also been tasked to write the screenplay for Kang Dynasty coming up in a few years. So Jeff Loveness is making his name in the MCU. Um, so that's our little info to start off. Who would like to start off with their impressions of the film? Ants! Ants! ants. <laughs> Lots of ants! Well, since I was actually the last out of us three to watch it, to actually get to the theater and see it, so I guess I can start things off. Uh, I've tried to stay away from most reviews, social media posts, and all other stuff surrounding the movie. I didn't watch any trailers. Um, but those last couple of days, I couldn't help but see a couple of them the first uh, opinions, first takes of this movie as soon as it dropped. They were not as positive um, as I would have liked. So I kind of went into this movie honestly not expecting a whole lot. I mean, it was one of the lowest rated movies in its first couple of days in Marvel uh, history, I believe, together with Eternals, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't that excited about that movie either. So I was like, you know what? We'll see what this is all about. It can't be that bad. Normally when movies have a bad or a lot of negativity surrounding it, usually I end up leaving the theater thinking, well, you know, I guess I was expecting worse. Um, but I can't say that it was a whole lot better than I anticipated, to be honest. <laughs> Guys. What? <laughs> it wasn't really Ant-Man. It was more like Ant-Man. You know what I mean? It's going to be the headline of the headline. Of the... Oh, let me let me stop you for a second. I forgot to mention to the to the listeners. We are spoiling the film. So if you have not watched it yet, you need to go watch it and then come back here or just be prepared to be spoiled. So before you get into your Aunt Meh stuff, spoiler alert people. Yeah, I don't I don't want to break down the whole entire movie. I'm sure we will we will all dive in and and, and have a bite at at some of the the more prevalent stuff, prevalent characters, scenes, quotes, and whatnot. Um, let's just say the things that I did really like about this movie. Um, Kang and Major's performance as Kang was good. I enjoyed it. It was pretty menacing. How he was utilized in the movie, especially how the third act went down and some of the final choices were made in the battles. We can get into more details later, but... Man, I don't know. A lot of stuff rubbed me kind of the wrong way. Um, I was actually watching it with one of my uh, teammates who was not as connected to the MCU as, as I am or as we are. And he left the theater uh, saying, what the hell did I just watch? And me knowing all the friends, <laughs> me, me, me knowing what was going on and how everything was connected and how it was setting up future things. I couldn't help but catch myself thinking the same thing. What the hell did I just, just watch? What the hell are they thinking at MC at, with the MCU? And where the hell are we going next? <laughs> Thank you, Jordy. Thank you for your very uh, earnest and honest, um, you know, opinion about that. And my name is Darren. I am not a dick. <laughs> Avenge the fallen. Go ahead, Nick. Okay, well, I have to say the Ant-Man 1 and 2 were some of my least favorite uh, 
MCU movies, you know, of the 30 that we've seen to this point. Um, I, I never really could get on board with with everything, but I did could I did enjoy the charm of the movies and things of that nature. Um, so kind of like Jordy, but in a different sense, I had sort of low expectations for for this third installment. Um, but, you know, to uh, to tag along to with what Jordy said, uh, my expectations were were warranted, and I I just felt like so even the charm that the first two had, a lot of that was lost in this one because of the sort of Avengers level threat that we were dealing with with Kang. We were supposed so to it, deal with. We were supposed to deal with an right. Avengers level threat. Right, but it, it, I feel like that kind of took away from the charm that I did enjoy from the first two, and I didn't feel like ha- having the family and Ant Man having to deal with Kang in his first appearance. I guess you can talk about Loki, but Kang's first appearance in an MCU movie was pretty freaking awesome to me. I thought Jonathan Majors as Kang was amazing, unbelievable. He was. He knocked it out of the park, and that was for sure the high point of the movie for me was was Jonathan Majors, and Kang was just super badass to me. Um, but it felt like to me they were kind of holding that character back because we know we're going to get more of him in the future, and I felt like it was kind of a watered-down version of what they chose to do with his character. And it kind of just felt like it was a bit undercooked generally um, just to set up future projects or to, you know introduce this amazing character but not necessarily utilize him in a way that i wanted to see i guess you could say tisk tisk <laughs> shame on you guys shame on you is it my turn go ahead philip right to preach go ahead philip to preach is it my turn damn right it is. i enjoyed the movie very much i i think the top movie it's very different than the first two Ant-Mans, since we brought those up. The first two Ant-Mans are, to me, just fun. Like, it's, I think they're just fun. Like, there's nothing major, major going on. They're pretty chill. Paul Rudd is great. I'm not a big Paul Rudd fan, but Ant-Man works with me, with him. Um, this one's a little different. They and I, and I think that's just, I don't know, maybe I just manage my expectations with how MCU is going now. Um, may I remind everyone? May I remind everyone... We're on the 31st MCU film. Sheesh. 31. 40th MCU product, count Disney Plus shows, 40. And it seems like most of the people when Endgame came along, everyone wants Endgame, Endgame, Endgame. Guys, we got to slow down. we got to slow down a little bit. Let it chill. Let it mellow. got to build it back up, um, which I think this is what this movie does. It kicks off Phase 5. It gives us Kang. That was the main point of the movie. This movie as a whole, it follows the same beat of some other films we've seen or a common throwaway Clone Wars episode. You got a village of people trying to rise up against the leader they're not a fan of. So it, the movie doesn't explore really anything new. It's just a glorified Kang introduction, basically. And even that being the case, I enjoyed it. Jonathan Majors, I look, no one might not believe me. I love this dude. When I saw him in The Five Bloods, I told Kelsey, this guy's going to be a star. And he didn't even have a major role in it. I just knew he was going to be a star. Then he did Lovecraft. Yeah, so great. When I, I first he saw did... him in Lovecraft, and he just I said the same thing, Phil. God, he's so thing. good. And then when he, Loki, He Who Remains, just that small segment, dude can act. 
He's got. He's about to have another number one movie this week with Creed three. The dude is killing it. So I think they, again, I get what you guys are saying. They put him on the back burner a little bit. They didn't do all with it. But again, I'm managing expectations. I know what's coming, or I expect. I think I know what's coming. So I enjoyed it overall with him. Um, I do have to say, I don't know about you guys, but as we were saying, we're disappointed because Kang didn't conquer. At the end of the movie, when he is fighting Ant-Man, spoilers, people, I felt like there, it could go either way. Usually when you watch a Marvel movie, you know the good guy's not going to lose. It's happened, what, with Thanos? That's it, out of all these films, Thanos. And even Loki's the only other comparable villain who's lasted film after film after film. I thought Ant-Man might die here, and he didn't. Oh, wait. It made me believe it. So you mean that – you mean when Kang the Conqueror – didn't beat oh, Ant-Man in a fist fight? That part? Right. That's what I was, At, Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, sorry, no, sorry, sorry, wait, 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 wait. Hey. So was that... So that mean that he lost... He did, well, he basically lost and didn't beat... Didn't, Whoa, wait a minute. I'm wait, stopping wait. you no, right no, no. there. I just want to ask you something. You are the first person to call out Ray for being a Mary Sue power. <laughs> I just want to ask you something. Kang, I just wanna... They're trying to give Kang an arc of being destroyed and beaten and having to come back and better himself. But you so, want wait, to right so, away Ray so, style. So, who, so who, we're talking about who beat Kang. How about the, the high school college student that made her own suit in her garage and the fam the family Wait. of the family that has pim particles has taken down the this Avengers level Nick. threat that we're supposed to be the big bad new Thanos. Nick, Nick sorry, I, I just want to, He's just a man. I just wanted to ask because I still haven't been able to ask my question, Phil. So you were talking about the the sorry. fist fight where Kang, the mother conqueror, couldn't yep. whoop Ant Man like that in a fist fight. Hey, he was beating him. He looked. You, hey, so like I said, I thought he was gonna that die. Fist, wait, to so that help. fist fight was right after he got his ass whooped by a bunch of ants, right? Bro, Kang okay, the Conqueror, right? On these ants, these ants have a thousand years of. Did you not know, miss that part? They're educated. Oh, ants oh, my bad. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These just ain't the. These just ain't the ants on your no, kitchen sorry, table going for the you're sweet right, tea, right, buddy. Right. These no, are right. highly intelligent ants. And again, Kang is just a man. You know, you're right. They messed Phil, up his suit. I, it happens. What did Batman do when he got a messed up suit? He had to go back it. to Lucius, say, "Hey, I need you to fix my suit." Mm -hmm. He's got to work through it. He's just a Phil, man. I take it back. I mean, the, the, we had the biggest, the most baddest, one of the best villains of all time in Thanos, and now we're building up this next guy. And you're right; he he lost against uh, a bunch of ants that went to college. You're right. My bad. I'm sorry. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I want to make sure we saw college. it. And the, uh, the college yeah, student that made her own suit. She's pretty smart too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, all, they all, yeah, they all beat Kang. Bro. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, the the rebellion, the revolt. Like, man, come on now. Look, I get it. He's conquering, but it's gonna come. See, that's what. See, it's y'all. He was conquered by some ants. It's got. He's gonna build up to be. There's a Kang Dynasty. <laughs> exactly. It's building up. We were supposed to. We were supposed to fear this this man. We're building up to we his are. dynasty. Trust me. I don't care about his okay. dynasty. I can go in the backyard, get a bunch of ants, and whoop them. Bro. To give him some scholarships, you know, and they're it won't good. Happen. Look, I'm telling you, Kang is going to come kill everybody, and then you won't be saying this anymore. I Everyone's hope, dying hope when so. Kang shows back up. Phil, Every OG the, that's left will be dead. The Phil, to, to, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, though, about the Ant-Man-Kang battle, I honestly wish they would have had Kang kill Ant-Man. That would have been an introduction. That would have been an introduction right been, there. It would have been – he would have died an admirable death. He's defending – you know, his family's defending everything. And we know Kang is going to be a problem in the future for everyone to deal with. Let, it, let him come in now wreaking havoc. And 
and honestly, Kang should be a problem for this the Pym family. You know what I mean? Like they they, sh they should be worrying about him. He's the problem. And I honestly felt like it would have been an admirable death for Ant Man. And we don't know that what their plans are for MCU and Paul Rudd and everyone moving forward. But I think at that moment it could have been a much more powerful movie, and it would have stood on its own as a movie if they would have had the balls to do that you know and, what I mean? and that would have give kang so much more epic weight and and context to entering the mcu like we everybody knows we'll build building up to kang the 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 next thanos but then even in, i think in the words of, of feige it's it's thanos but infinitely more like more powerful more dangerous and if you, this is the kang that they give us in his first appearance you got to at least, I don't want to keep going back to Star Wars. We're not talking about all the sequels, but Kylo Ren came in in Force Awakens and killed Han Solo. Now, that's a way to introduce a new character that is supposed to be this this bad guy that we're supposed to, you know, hate or whatever you want to do, at least feel something. The only thing I can do with this Kang is laugh at him because he's oh, he got beaten by a bunch of ants. Hold on. Well, first off, let me say I 100% agree with you guys because I thought they were going to go that well. I, I mean, look, guys, I cheer for the bad guy. I wanted Kang to kill him, but my only thing – like, I wanted that. I ain't going to lie to you. But, again, you still have to realize, hey, he's coming. Again, just look at the – like I said, we're this is a 31st film. Kang is going to do something that we haven't had other villains do other than Loki, which is return to do more stuff. Thanos had two films. Loki had, has been throughout it. All the other villains just die and we're done with them or they show up in a medial – small appearance later kind of like darren and uh <laughs> we'll get to that in a second um so i know he's coming back plus i think again it's writing sure i think and we're going to spoiler right here when we talk about the post-credit scenes if he wins where does kang go next like for his story to develop i believe and it's a theory kang will return whether it's a variant or whatever i think that the kang that we just saw go through the 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 what's it called the brain the core of his ship is the same kang that we see in the second post credit scene as victor timely hmm. so i think that's the story they're pushing to push kang into loki season two so i think that that's part of the, i mean now he could have killed ant-man and then the wasp could have knocked him into it and they still could have did the same thing um but i think uh, obviously there's a reason they put him there because there's something that's got to happen next for his story and I think that's part of it. That's my theory. Well, I have a question for you guys because with the whole you know multiverse and different versions of Kang and all this stuff, um, I feel like it's kind of walking a, a dangerous line to where we're getting multiple versions of this character. And we talk about like introducing this villain, right? And I thought he was pretty badass in the film, this version of Kang. And I don't know if he died or this version or we don't know exactly what happened at this point, but... Um, I feel like it would be kind of a to do this, this film an injustice to not have this version of Kang come back in some form because this is our introduction to that character, right? And do you right. guys think that that's going to have any like downside to just having like okay, this is a different version of Kang, but for us as an audience, we've this is the Kang that we've just been introduced to, and from my standpoint, I really enjoyed this version of Kang. Um, and that's kind of who I'm that's what I'm thinking of Kang that's who I'm thinking of at this point as an audience but well I mean obviously think? I mean unless they they're gonna go in a different direction they've made it pretty clear this is Kang the conqueror you know like the mm -hmm. right the, the biggest thing with that for me it kind of ties into 
some of my bigger question marks and doubts and worries about the direction that we're heading in is like, like we've opened up this can of worms, right? With literally endless, infinite opportunities and possibilities. And I'm just worried about, obviously track record speaks for itself besides a couple of bad apples of movies that just didn't hit land at all for me. They've done a great job with building up stories and giving us great conclusions. But my questions, I can't help but wonder, like, have they bitten off too much to chew, too much to develop, too much to really put on the screen and make sense for us? Because there literally are endless possibilities with every type of possible scenario you can think of. And maybe it maybe it is just too much to try to put on the screen in, in a cohesive phase setup like they have been. I don't know if it is. I hope I'm wrong, but right now I'm just feeling like they're all over the place and we're not really working towards something or at least not in the way that we're in the pace that I that I would want them to. I'm just like Well and so and you may not remember this, but people said the same thing leading up to Avengers, Infinity War. People were saying the same thing about those early phase movies. We knew they were building to something, but I mean, if you go back and look at your rankings, a lot of those early movies are your lower movies. Like you don't, people weren't vibing with those as much. Well, I don't, um, I don't think they are though, because they are the Thor's. Well, no, no one loves the Thor's. <laughs> Iron Man, <laughs> Captain America. Well, people talk say Iron Man two and Iron Man three are low MCU movies. Like those movies were lower. People knock a little bit further down the road. Age of Ultron a little bit lower. Like a lot of those movies, people weren't didn't say they were that great, and it built it built Infinity War. A lot of people were saying, how could they possibly get all these characters on the screen? And all, they were, they did raise those same problems. Right. So I think they're just like in a lull right now. They're they're just having to restart, and it's again everyone just wants an end game over and over and over again. I think is most of the I'm not, and again everything you say about the movie, I don't disagree with you guys. Again, like I said about Kang and all that type of stuff, um, I just think it's we're in that. You know, everyone's won Endgame over and over again, and you're just not going to have that until they build it. I get, I get that. Um, I get and, but that. Since you, and since y'all mentioned the Kang stuff, I think it's a good time to go ahead and point it out. The difference here is, and I agree with you, Nick, it's a, like they're all variants. So that's different than how the comic does it, So or the comics have done it. We have variants. He Who Remains was great and Loki. This Kang was great, which I think we get this Kang back. We didn't get much of it in the first post credit scene, but... Those Kings, it's still Jonathan Majors. I think he's going to play those characters just as good. Um, but so just a little history on Kang. Kang first appeared as Rama Tut, which is who we saw in the first post credit scene, and Fantastic Four 19. That was 1963, a long mm -hmm. time ago. And then he was not known as Kang the Conqueror until Avengers 8, which was, I believe, 1964. And then the Council of Kangs, who we saw at the end, that first post credit scene, they don't show up until Avengers 267. And then Immortus is a part of that. Um, but like I was saying, the difference is in the comics, Kang is one person. He is a time traveler. His original name is Nathaniel Richards. He's related to – he's a long way down the road of related to Doctor Doom and Reed Richards. And in the 31st century, he timed – like Kang the Conqueror says, I know time. They travel, and obviously he remains knows time. He travels um, – He's got many different versions, like we just named three right there. Another one is Iron Lad, where he plays the good guy with the Young Avengers, which we'll probably see at some point as well. Centurion, which I think is one of the other Council Kings that we saw in the uh, first post-credit scene. Um, and then the last post-credit scene was Victor Timely, which was another one. And in the comics, the original story of Victor Timely is 
Kang was tired of getting his butt whooped. He went back into the 1900s to learn about the Avengers um, so that he could beat them later and also manipulate the 21st century and all that type of stuff. So I think that's what they're doing. I think the Kang that we saw, I could be wrong, it's a theory. He's the one who goes back in time that Loki sees, start off Loki season two, and that he's going to build himself back up and come in and wreck stuff and do him right just to make you guys proud. Because I know you want it. I want it too. I want half the Avengers to die. I mean, I, I will say this, though. Die? Recently, the MCU has kind of flipped for me. They always kind of got a lot of, of flack for having great heroes and not the best villains. And I feel like r- the more recent films of the MCU has kind of flipped for me where I've found, like, Wanda, for example, and Doctor Strange was an incredible villain. We got Namor in uh, Black Panther, which he was incredible. Gore in Thor... And uh, and then we get Kang now, where I'm just I'm really enjoying the villains, even more than the the heroes in their own movies. And I think that's that's been kind of fun to see because that's was one of the knocks on the MCU was that their villains were kind of lacking. But I think they've kind of flipped the switch there. I don't know though because Wanda as a villain was amazing, but going into we're not reviewing uh, you know Thor right now, Love and Thunder, but. Going into that movie, having Christian Bale on board as Gore the God Butcher, having that possibility to put that on the screen and then to see how they actually did it and what they did with him and how, in my opinion, they wasted him, that, that that's just god-awful to me, to be honest with you. And I feel kind of similar about, obviously, we're going to have a whole phases to go with Kang, but like just this movie alone, putting him on the screen for the real, the first time, the Conqueror kind of had me feeling the same way. But isn't that the highlight but, of the film though? That was your favorite part of the film. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. If the, if we're talking about the whole movie, it can still be a highlight, or, but I mean, come on. But right, that's Gore, like, where it comes to managing expectations. I agree. Gore was great. Bell was great as the character, but again, he died at the end. Now they're doing something. That's what I was saying. They'd kill everyone off. We know Wanda, she's probably going to be back, so that's great. Kang is coming back. So, like, I'm not – that's why I'm managing my expectations. I'm, they're bringing him back. They've said they're bringing him back. we got a whole Avengers film named after him. Like, so that's why I'm like, this is, this is uh, everyone wants it now, but let's just let's build it up. Let it be meaningful. Let it be impactful. Again, I would have been fine if he killed Ant-Man. I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, Should have. Should have, could have, would have, and you you forgot Winwu as well, Nick. Winwu was also yeah, good yeah, though. yeah, right. True. And then all the guys coming back from Spider Man. Yeah, this whole these past movies phase was the villains were really lifted up. But I'm glad that Kang, Jonathan Majors won't be wasted. He's gonna play like a hundred of these dudes. Keep it coming. Well, Nick, Nick was talking about oh, Kang being the highlight of this film. Let's talk about the real highlight because I kept making fun of Kang getting his ass whooped by a bunch of ants. But again, I'm sorry, guys. I have to get, I have to correct myself. Don't do it. Didn't just get whipped by ants because there was a floating ugly ass head with the best. Don't do it. Best ass in the MCU to come out from the back, like the true Avenger that he is. And, and, and that that was better than Captain America's ass. I don't care. What <laughs> this is Quantum Mania's ass right here. It's not America's ass. I will ass. not listen to Modoc slander. Oh my god! <laughs> I will not have it. <laughs> for for our listeners, Phil has now placed a Modoc 
whatever it's the hell a homemade modoc cutout paper cutout cardboard cutout and it is one of the most terrifying <laughs> things i have seen in recent years it's great my oh, name is modoc that's gonna be in my nightmares does it have the, the booty cheeks on the back or not we didn't get okay, that okay, okay. <laughs> Probably for the better, to be honest. Guys, oh it was so bad, but it was as the worse it got, the better it got for me. I cringed when I first saw him, but as the movie went, I just fell in love with them. I, I just felt like I felt like they just compromised so many scenes that could have been impactful for stupid humor. And I felt yeah. like, like but I'm I feel like that has plagued some MCU <laughs> films recently. Thor and this. It's like, come on, it's just we don't. It could be a very impactful moment, and we want to compromise it by throwing a dumb joke in there. You better not take that off the whole rest of the pod, by the way. No, I'm wearing it. I'm Modoc. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so again, I mean, how serious you can take a big floating head? I kind of like the joke they made out of it. The mask was authentic. I like the mask they had on him. Um, I ain't gonna lie to you guys. Ever since I saw the movie, I look at a picture of Modoc every day. I avenge the fallen. That's concerning. He is an avenger to me. He is an avenger to me. I'm going to wear this this week to our um, superhero week. Um, Wednesday, superhero day. I'm wearing this. Because he died an avenger, so he is a superhero. Phil, don't promote that kind of uh, behavior. <laughs> I can't wait for the... You're supposed Listen. to be a leader in our community, a leader of our, of our children. The next he won! He helped! Modoc. I don't know why I keep making that voice. Um... <laughs> Yeah, man, it was so bad I liked it. I ain't gonna deny it one bad, but it was so bad I liked it. How how about the dude with a cannon for his head for a head? Oh and he, man! And he was out there fist fighting people instead of blowing shit up with his cannon head. We What's forgot fist fighting people for. <laughs> we forgot the best. I have holes. I have holes. I have holes. I actually like that. I actually like that part. Oh, that was uh, voiced by David. I don't know his last name, but he plays the Baba Yaga guy in Ant Man Two. Yeah. Jordy, speaking of wasting characters, Bill Murray, what the hell was he doing in this? Film? Oh, that was just dumb. Was <laughs> he has no idea what he was into. He they, they took like thirty takes for him trying to pronounce all these words. Like, <laughs> oh, and you know, we've we've I feel like maybe I'm wrong here, but we've been talking a lot about majors and other stuff. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer should get some love as well. They made they didn't waste her character. She's had no MCU screen time whatsoever. They you know they used her for the film kind of to push the plot a little bit, whether you like it or not. Her, she was great. I love I, Michelle. I really liked her character. Did you guys? I, oh, sorry. I'll ask a qu another question. But did you guys? I felt like it was kind of a cheap plot point to just have her like touch Kang's ship and then all of a sudden like know all of his motives and like did that work for you guys? That didn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember. Well, I guess it yeah. was because it was actually connected. It was connected to his mind, you know. Like I guess that's why. Yeah. That, kind of that seemed cheap to me. Yeah. I feel like a cop out. Yeah, it's a little lazy writing. There's a whole lot of there was a whole lot a lot of that going on. I uh, well, stop it, <laughs> uh, y'all. I I don't care what you say. One of the best scenes in the movie because I just liked it was when he goes closer to the core and he keeps you know he's multiplying or whatever and they do. They do like the ant thing where they're all it's ant man, but it's not ants. But they do where they come together and they help them reach it. Like I just thought that was such a cool I thought parallel. That was cool too. Yeah, I thought that was really. That cool. was such a cool scene to set up. And and again, like we're talking about that stuff. Like, did y'all visually? I thought it was good. I I liked like because again, not only is the Kang's introduction, it's the quantum realms introduction. Like the different buildings and the the Phil, did terrain. Did you see Modok's face? 
That didn't yeah, look good. No, I thought it was. Looked- <laughs> I do want to tie in on that because obviously these are just reports, but I've read it's several reports saying that there were like some huge shortcuts taken by v- for VFX for this movie because all like essential resources were all diverted towards Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I saw so that like as apparently well, the yeah. team was like crazy understaffed, facing like insanely unrealistically like short deadlines for everything, and I don't know. With go, with a movie like this, where it's, I mean, the VFX of building that world. Obviously, it's all VFX, and it's, it's yeah, that's like one of the stars' right. movie on its own. Like, I don't know about how I feel about that. Um, I th- I thought it looked good. I like like again. I like the characters they put there. I like how like again how he had to fly the ship with his hands. Like I like I just like those like different like you know it's a little bit of world building. What's it like in the quantum realm? We haven't been there before. So I, I was into that type and, of stuff. And and to end. I can't look at you, Phil. I can't take you serious with this. With this, uh, <laughs> I'm Modoc. Um, obviously, I did not like this movie, but then on another positive note, I just want to mention. I don't know how many reviews will mention her, uh, Katie M. O'Brien, I believe is her name, who played Jen Tora. The yes, she looked badass on screen. I know, I know, we got some Star Wars stuff going on with uh, with, with Cara Dune. Not being uh, as popular anymore to cast, but ooh, put her I like in there. that. I like that casting ooh, right I, there. I like that. Not a bad idea. I like that. And, well, and Star Wars, because I I know me and Nick said one little comment like after we'd seen it. Man, huge Star Wars vibes when they went to the village. Oh, like yeah. I just felt like the there was a lot of Star and Wars. Everything. Yeah, yeah. A ton of stuff. But I enjoyed it. All right, so guys, let's give it our rating. We'll do uh, zero to ten. I hope we never give anything a zero. Um, I'll let y'all go first. I'll let Modok think about it. Obviously, I've had a couple of days to think about this. Ant-Man, the Wasp's Quantum Mania is getting four and a half Modoc booty cheeks out of ten. Four and a half? <laughs> Ooh, Jordy, Jordy, that Golly. hurts. That hurts. He's down there uh, with the critics. Ants! Ants! Anyways, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give this film... Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't love the film, but... Kang's perform uh, Kang introduction was super awesome. Majors was awesome. Stole the show for me. And also Paul Rudd, we got it. We didn't give him a lot of love. I think he's so likable that having him come back was also fun. But generally, I think I'm going to give it five and a half out of ten. Five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. What? Five and a half. Modog oh, booty okay. cheeks. I have holes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm Modoc. Modoc will give this movie. I'm gonna go seven and a half. Good lord! Solid. That's Guys, solid. I like it. It's not. You, I can't. It's not bad. Dude, it's not like bad. It's seven like, and a half. Bad? What else have you given a seven? It's and not a half? bad. What else would you give a seven? Bro, and it's half? not bad. Dude, it's not bad. I think y'all are haters. I don't think it's no, bad. No, but let's. I don't think it's a bad. Let's, film. let's talk about your scale and like what. What else would give? Like what would uh what would. Four be love and thunder. Four, like four and a half, five. Okay. All right. What about? I have this above Thor. I don't, bro. This is not. Modok is nowhere near as bad as those damn goats in Thor. I cannot dead stop <laughs> it. Seven and Them a goats half? are the worst thing ever. Dude, it's good. Majors is phenomenal. How can you knock it? 
I thought we were gonna leave that comedy with Thor: Love and Thunder. And but I didn't think that, dumb shit I, bro. In. There's no way this comedy was on the level of Lord Love and Thunder. We're like, bringing dumb shit into all the movies. Not, not, as, dumb, not as that dumb. Not as way too Love many Modoc booty cheeks. Seven and a half. Bro, I, come on! I loved it. I giggled. I liked it. I like booty cheeks. <laughs> Sue me. I'm Modoc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I like booty cheeks with this Modoc costume. Is, is that gonna be the quote of the? That's gonna be the quote. That, I like booty cheeks. <laughs> oh my lord! All right, well, there's our Seven rankings. And a half. Hey, I think it's a good scale. I'm a little high, a little low. Nick's right in the middle. He's pretty down there with me, to be honest. Only half a booty cheek away. <laughs> no, he said five and uh, a half. Five and a half. Five He's and one half. full booty five and cheek. Holes. And I'm just five two cheeks holes. away. Who don't have two cheeks to spare? <laughs> All right, enough of these cheeks. What do we got next? All right, well, coming up this week, guys, and I was reminded before we got on here, Mandalorian. Whoops. Yes, season sir. Yes, sir. Season three. This is the way. This is the way. God, I can't. We're going to Mandalore, baby. I love Mandalore. So excited. Bo-Katan, baby. Bo-Katan. It's going to be good. So we got Grogu Mandalore reunited. this week. Grogu coming back. As far as Marvel stuff, guys, we only got two more films this year. We got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Super hype. And then the Marvels. I'm hype, but not super hype. Um, and then I think we got Echo as a show. What about What If? And... I don't know about what if. I can't, it was supposed to come out soon, but I think they kind of kept it under radar and they kind of delayed it. I don't know. I think Echo is the summer. Something's I can think of right now. And then we, I mean, then what? What else we got? Creed three. Oh, Loki season oh, wait, two. Loki, that's Loki right. Yeah, of course. Two. That's right, Loki's right, next. Right, right. And then, Creed and then, three. yeah. So other things like Creed three, Majors is gonna kill the game again. God, I'm such a sucker for those movies. Like. I'm like, where, where else could they possibly go in the Creed franchise? And I see one trailer with with Jonathan Major. I'm like, I'm all in. I'm so yeah. pumped for that. <laughs> well, I hate, to, I hate to tell you guys, he lost his Kang. He's probably going to lose his this guy too. So and Here's my – this – Jonathan Major's character in Creed would whoop Kang to Conqueror's butt. <laughs> I don't disagree with you because he looks <laughs> – Can I – oh, I, I got to give a special shout-out for another upcoming project that I'm insanely hype about. Ooh. I think it's coming out on let me say let me see March 10th. Everybody's sleeping on this movie. If we're doing the top 10 movie at the end of this year, this is going to be in there for sure. I have all my faith, put all my trust in this oh, one. Oh, I know what you're about to say, Jordy. It's called. Is it Magic Mike? No, uh, you you and uh, your dang booty oh. cheeks, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> what booty, booty cheeks? cheeks oh, I don't want to see that. I just thought that's what you're gonna say. I can't know where you're no, going. No, man. With this. I know where you're going with this, Jordy. I know where you're Let's going. Go. With this, and it's on my list too. It's called 65, baby. Yes, sir. Oh, let's go! I can't wait. Yes, to sir. March 10th. I'm in there. We're talking about that's... time traveling, dinosaurs, Adam Driver. I'm hey. there. I'm putting my booty cheeks in the seat. Jurassic Park has had. A full monopoly on good dinosaur movies. And how hard is it to make a good dinosaur movie? We just have so many more dinosaur movies. Everyone loves dinosaurs. Time traveling, dinosaurs, Adam Driver. I'm all there. The last couple of dinosaur movies, Jurassic Park has had the monopoly on horrible dinosaur movies as well. Facts. Giant bugs. Facts. I'm Modoc. <laughs> Ants. <laughs> Also, we got the Academy Awards coming up later this uh, this Ooh. month as well. So I gotta get those picks in. Get yeah, we can make in. our picks. What, a couple weeks away, I think, the twelfth. So, yeah, great. I'm excited, guys. We have some. Hopefully, we'll have. Hopefully, I'll have some a better time in the movie theater soon. 
too. We have like 30 movies this year. I got to go see Cocaine Bear. Got to get that on the list. Mm, that's not showing in Greece. I don't know what? if I'm going to see Cocaine Bear. You want, you want to talk about a formidable foe for the Avengers? Put him up against Cocaine Bear and see what happens. You're going to stomp those ants. I don't care how many degrees and PhDs they have. A thousand years of tech. They were beast modes. All right, whatever. All right, guys. Well, that is our pod. Episode 2 pod. If you missed the first one, please go check it out. Uh, the review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania. We gave our review. What we liked, what we didn't like. We gave you some Modoc. Hopefully we'll get that out to, to your listeners on the social media saying so check it out because it's a pretty good costume if you ask me. Um, so if you guys want something else to say, go ahead. But that's it from me. I just want to thank everybody for listening once again. Uh, we will definitely be on the lookout for some video highlights and clips for this pod because, man, me and Nick had to sit through and, and watch this uh, staring at us for the last 40 or so minutes. <laughs> You are dragging you guys to the depths of hell with us. <laughs> well, I've been the fallen. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been fun, guys. Keep it, keep an eye out for more reviews coming soon about some of the stuff we're excited about, and hopefully, you enjoyed.